What's up, everybody? You know who it is. It's your boy, Sultan of Strangles, a.k.a. the Kimora King, a.k.a. the Ayatollah of Angolox. Um, many of you actually wanted this episode. Um, I had a little bit of writer's block. And I was asking myself, you know, what what do I what do I make the next episode about? So I put a poll on Instagram at my Instagram at k o o l r a k, and uh, I'm like, hey guys, what should my next episode be? And a vast majority of you said this one should be about competing and preparing for competition. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I have competed many, 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 many times. Ever since I was a child, um, I actually have an Excel sheet <laughs> of all my wins and losses. I've competed over 250 times. So I know what the fuck I'm talking about uh, when, I'm, when I tell you that I'm competing. And I'm um, not trying to brag, but the last time I went to a tournament and came home empty-handed without any medals had to be three years ago. I'm always doing my best. I believe that I'm preparing the right way. And uh, today I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. You guys wanted to know about competition preparation, about the cardio, what type of food to eat, uh, what type of mindset you should have. A lot of you wanted to know about the mindset. And I am going to be covering all of that today. So get ready, relax, and listen. Now, before we start the podcast, you know what the theme of this podcast is, and that is origins. And I need to go into the origins of why I wanted to train martial arts and why I wanted to compete. This is going to sound like a joke. This is going to sound like I'm trying to be funny. This is going to sound like I'm just fucking with you guys, but this is literally the reason I started and the still the reason I fight today. When I was three years old, uh, it was me and my mom in America alone. My father was in Iran. I never, I didn't meet my dad until I was seven because my parents are divorced. But I knew, I knew that my dad was a huge martial artist. I knew that he was champion in Iran. That one day I was going to meet him. So I'm three years old. Mom Iraq is asleep. I'm watching Channel 11 and this fucking movie comes on. It's this guy who is this kid. He runs into someone's house and picks up a sword. Then some kid kicks him in the stomach. And then he starts training this kid in martial arts. And then in one scene, Shingo, the kid tells Frank Dukes, one day I will fight in the Kumite and I'll make my father proud. And that movie is Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme. My favorite movie of all time. No movie even comes close to it. That is the movie that made me start martial arts. That's the movie that made me want to fight. Uh, that's <laughs> the movie why I compete. Um, I knew that somewhere across the world, that my father was a martial artist and one day I would make him proud. Um, 
and I'm and I not, I kid you not. Before any fight or any tournament, I watch the final fight of that movie every single time. Uh, it's a real special movie to me. So I started martial arts there, and to tell you the truth, as far as do I enjoy competing? Let's see. Most of the time, no. I really have to push myself. But for those of you who have not competed, let me tell you, the feeling of evolution you get after you compete, whether you win or lose, the feeling of you feel like a new man, mentally, physically, spiritually, and that feeling does not have a price on it. It's worth all the suffering, that feeling. So that's a big part of why I compete. That's a big part of why I do martial arts. And I hope if you're thinking about competing, contact me and let's talk about it. I think everyone should at least one in their one time in their life. So before we talk about the actual art of competing and the mentality of competing, let's talk about uh, competition prep. For you, for those of you who have not competed before, the most important thing I can tell you, the most important thing I can tell you is you should not cut weight for your first tournament. Cutting weight is an art. Cutting weight takes effort. Cutting weight is something you need experience in. Do not fucking do it for your first tournament the way I did, like an idiot, because you will go to your tournament depleted, you will go tired, and you will get your ass whooped. I want you to compete in at least 10 tournaments before you even think about cutting weight. Go in at your natural weight, and that's the best thing you can do as a beginner, okay? Number two, train with points and advantages. Depending on what rule set you are doing, you must train at your gym with that rule set. Unfortunately, the majority of jujitsu gyms do this. They do a class where they show a couple techniques and then they start on the knees and there's no timer or anything. You just roll. Some people roll for five minutes. Some people roll for 30 minutes and then they leave. Most people are not going hard. You need to find out what your times are going to be when you compete. If it's going to be six minute rounds, if there's going to be eight minute rounds, you need to know the points the advantages and everything. And I want you when you train to keep track of points and advantages with your training partners. This sounds so minute and not that important, but if you don't do this already, try it and see how gassed you get to the point where you're heaving because of this. When I'm training and I'm just, oh, whatever, I got swept. Oh, whatever, I got taken down, that's fine. But when I'm keeping track of points and I'm going against my training partner, I'm like, pretend this is a competition. You better bet your ass that I am not letting him sweep me. I'm not letting him take me down. And when you're putting that type of maximal effort in, it's going to be like competition. I like to play a little game too. Whoever loses the round on points or submission has to do 20 push-ups. So there's a little wager to make it exciting. So make sure to train with points and advantages. If it's a sub-only tournament, then do find out what the time is, what the rules are, and go by that. Next thing, 
in my opinion, in jujitsu competition, this is just my opinion, the most important thing is cardio. I have seen superior skilled athletes get their asses handed to them, both in jujitsu and MMA, because their opponent just outgrinded them and kicked their ass. They just had better cardio. They were far less skilled. But at the end of the day, when one guy's muscles went lactic and he was heaving, the other guy was pounding his face in or mounting him, taking his back and winning by points. Okay, that's super important. Also, the most terrifying thing in the world is not being able to breathe and have somebody mounted on you, trying to kill you, trying to break your arm, break your neck, and you're defenseless. That's what I'm afraid of. That's why I always make sure that my cardio is tip-top for every tournament. Number two, I told you, train with points and advantages. But one more thing, you need to train for the same scenarios of that tournament. So for some fucking reason, a lot of these schools, they start on their knees. You will, you will not find a single school, a single competition in the world where the athletes start on their knees. So start on your feet or start one guy in guard, open guard, one guy standing, something realistic, okay? Uh, I know a lot of guys don't do any wrestling. Wrestling is super important. One minute of wrestling is going to gas you if you don't train it. But if you're doing wrestling once or twice a week, you're not going to get gas. And if it's in the gi, do stand-up jujitsu, uh, And you will be ready. Um, next thing. I know that um, depending how big the competition is, if it's a local competition, it's not a big deal. Continue to add new moves to your arsenal. But if this is a big competition that you need to win and there's prize money, don't start learning new things the week before your tournament two weeks before your tournament. Hone in on the skills you already have and get better at those. Find your five top techniques and sharpen the shit out of them. Don't be learning new techniques. It's a waste of time, especially so close to a competition. Um, now let's go into food and water loading next. So one, one more part that I wanted to add to the competition prep before I moved on to diet and water loading is... So many people have this stupid fucking mentality. Bro, bro, just go into the tournament pretending it's like just another day of training, man. You'll never hear a hardened, seasoned veteran of competing say this because it's nothing could be further from the truth. Um, going to the gym, you're going against your training partner who's your friend who's not trying to hurt you. Who's trying to help you? You're surrounded by your teammates, your friends, your peers. Um, a lot of the time, there's no time limits. There's, you know, the rules are, you know, gray areas. You could sometimes do things that aren't allowed. When you are competing, the guy across the mat from you is trying to kill you. He's trying to break your arm. He's trying to break your leg. He's trying to choke you unconscious. It's not training. Get the fuck out of that mentality. It is competing. It is life or death. You're going out there to kick ass. 
And you can't be going with that freaking surfer mentality. Bro, it's just training, man. No. All right. So on to dieting. Um, the day, the day of the tournament or the day before the tournament, I keep seeing this stupid, stupid shit happening. My buddy Alec Hubin, who's a professional MMA fighter, told me about this. Do not eat anything out of the ordinary. You need to have a simple diet going up to the tournament and you need to follow that the day of as well. So I will see people that eat regular food Monday through Friday and then the day of the tournament comes and they're about to go up and they think it's a smart idea to take this stupid ass gel. It's like carb gel or whatever the fuck that is or these like energy drinks that you never have or these supplements that you never take your stomach is going to act up you're going to piss and shit your brains out and you're going to lose you need to eat on the day of the tournament and the week of the tournament the foods that you are right that you are you know very accustomed to i just made this mistake by the way um after preaching to you a couple of weeks ago, I was competing in Maryland, and I'm like, hey, you know, we're in Maryland the day before the tournament. Let's try some Maryland crab cakes, which I never eat. And man, was my stomach churning that day. It was terrible. I still did, I still did well, but you got to follow your own rules, guys. Um, caffeine. Take your caffeine the same time you would as your regular day. I have a cup of coffee in the morning. The days I compete, cup of coffee in the morning. Don't jack yourself up on caffeine more than you're used to. Um, sugar. If I know I'm going to compete all day, like a grappling industries, I, I go fasted. I cannot eat the day of a tournament. I just get nauseous. I get anxious. So what I'll do, I'll have a big bottle of honey with me and I'll just take small sips of it. To just keep my blood sugar high, keep my energy high. I know Bernardo Faria says he does apples. Something easily digestible, like an easily digestible carb. Um, now, for those of you who are new to cutting weight, the best thing you can do, and after your 10th tournament, this is a great way that this is something I do that helps a lot. Uh, it's called water loading. So uh, you will drink, depending on your weight, a gallon to a gallon and a half, sometimes even two gallons a day of water. You get your body used to drinking a lot of water and pissing out a lot of water. And there's this hormone in you. I forgot the name, but it gets pretty much programmed. Hey, this guy drinks a lot of water. We got to be ready to piss out a lot. Okay, so you do that. And then whether or not, whether your tournament is day of weigh-ins or day before weigh-ins, you cut off water for... I'd say 12 hours. Some people do 24 hours. Some people do 36 hours. I don't feel comfortable doing anything more than 12 or 16. And when you cut water off after drinking two gallons of water a day for two weeks, you are going to piss out the same you were before. And you will find out you could piss out a good 10 pounds of water. Uh, and that's called water loading. Number two, I always used to eat a lot of fibrous green vegetables like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, 
because that helps your bowel movements. And the last thing you want on the day of a tournament is intestines full of shit. Um, but then I also found out that fiber actually holds water. So I got to figure out what I have to do about that. Just know that fiber actually holds water. Um, sugar. Uh, so if it's a tournament, like I said before, you're doing the whole day. Keep your blood sugar at a nice medium level the whole day. If I have a super fight, it's going to be a six-minute match. That's all I'm doing for that. I know that if I have a sugary drink like cranberry juice, grape juice, or soda, I feel that sugar spike in about 40 minutes, half an hour to 40 minutes. So about 45 minutes before my match, I'll have like a bottle of cranberry juice. And by the time I'm ready to fight, my veins are dilated. My energy is up and I'm ready to kick some fucking ass. After the match, I'm gassed because I, um, I have a sugar crash. But it's okay because it's just a super fight. It's one match. I'll ne I'd never do that if it was more than one match. Um, a lot of people in jujitsu, they don't believe in like strength and conditioning. If you don't believe in strength and conditioning, then you're a fucking moron. Uh, jiu-jitsu is a very imbalanced sport a lot of pulling not too much pushing not too much posterior work as far as legs and lower back that's why you see a lot of jiu-jitsu practitioners walking hunched over if you want to compete at the local level you don't really need to do it but if you want to compete at the highest levels you must do strength and conditioning at least three to four times a week and if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, either hire a professional or ask professionals for advice to get a program. You need to follow a program, not just do what you think is right. So I think we covered uh, so far preparation as far as cardio, skills, physical, and with diet. Next thing, I want to go over a little, the, um, I want to go over the psychology before I go into the mental aspect, I just have one more thing I wanted to elaborate as far as physical. Uh, strength and conditioning, if you're doing that, especially me on the week of the tournament, I switch it from my regular 8 to 10 reps. Uh, I usually do 3 to 5 reps or 8 to 10 reps. I do high reps uh, because I'm not trying to get burnt out. So I lighten up the weight and do higher reps just to get my body... Uh, just to keep my muscles, you know, fresh. I'm not trying to go too hard. I know a lot of people, they don't even lift weights the week of the tournament. I need to. Now, um, you need to ask yourself, onto the mental situation, you need to ask yourself, why do you want to compete? And why have you not competed? Why do you want to compete? If the answer is to look cool on Instagram, you're doing it for the wrong reason. If it's to become famous, you're doing it for the wrong reason. If it is to grow as a martial artist, that's a good reason. If you want to promote your school, if you want to rise up in the ranks, if you want to be a world champion, if you want to just better yourself, that is a good reason. Now, I love the excuses that people uh, make for not competing. There's always, the answer is always the same, but everyone just fails to admit it. 
Uh, you know, regular guys, they have strength and conditioning coaches. They're training three times a day. Nope. My first <laughs> 50 competitions, I wasn't really doing strength and conditioning, and I was training once a day at evening class with regular hobbyists. What's the real reason you're not competing? It's because you are scared. Uh, you know, I got a wife and kids. Uh, they take up a lot of my time. Aha, uh -huh. so when you go to the bar with your buddies and you go golfing and you have pizza night with the boys and poker night with the boys, you have time for that, right? Uh, you're just scared. Um, you know, my work schedule is crazy and, uh, you know, I'm just working a lot of hours and, uh, just don't have time to get ready for your competition. Uh, I'm an accountant. I work taxis and hours, sometimes 12 to 14 hour days. I still have, I make the time to train at least once a day during that time. Uh, the real reason is that you're scared. Duh. I don't, I don't really have anything to prove, man. Fucking don't have an ego, man. Don't have anything to prove, man. Uh, it's not about having something to prove. It's to see if your jujitsu works or not or if it's bullshit. Uh, the answer is you're scared. It's like people will say, you know, I would have been a Navy SEAL, but this, this, and this. Nope, you were scared. Being a Navy SEAL is scary. Fighting MMA is scary. Going doing jujitsu competitions is scary because the result is possibly that you could break your arm, you could break your neck, you could be put to sleep. It's scary. Now, there's two things you could do. You could run away from that fear like a little bitch or you can face that fear, conquer that fear and grow as a human being. I strongly suggest that you do the latter. You face the fear, you compete. Okay, um, now, how can one warm up their mental preparedness, their psychological preparedness for a tournament? I know a lot of people, they'll do these like basement super fights at a gym against another nobody. And it's like, yeah, I won the extreme submission challenge 25. And I mean, doesn't really mean anything. A tournament, you have to weigh in. There's a huge crowd. There's refs. It's scary. You know, if you win Pan Ams or win World, it's a big deal. If you win Extreme Submission Challenge 25, live streamed on Facebook, that means absolutely nothing. Okay? So tournaments, big time super fights on Fight to Win Pro, uh, you know, on big shows, that is what's going to make you grow as a competitor. That's what matters. Now, to psychologically prepare yourself, you should go, You your first day at a tournament should not be the day of competition. I suggest you go to a tournament and just watch. Feel the vibe. Feel what's going on. Watch the matches. Maybe go with one of your teammates and watch them compete. You're going to get a real good idea of what it's like. You know, I noticed the day of a tournament, if I go, even if I'm not competing, I get the shits. I have to go take a shit because my, my primitive mind is like, it's time to fight. You've been here before. And I'm like, no, I'm not competing today. But my body is just like, oh, it's time to shit and piss. 
because that's what I do the day of a tournament. I empty out my freaking bowels. That's just a fight or flight response for many people. Um, psychological preparedness. What I did is I like to make a lot of friends at tournaments. So when you go to a tournament, you see people that you know, you're more comfortable, people have your back, it's cool. So go to one or two tournaments, watch, make friends, um, make sure to know the rules, watch the matches, a lot of people. What I love is like these sub-only schools will go to a points tournament and they'll do some technique that's illegal. Oh, I didn't know, man, fuck, I didn't know. Well, you did know because there's a rule book and you're an idiot. You lost. The points guys will go to a sub only. Bro, he fucking I passed his guard. I took his back. Uh, it's sub only. None of that really matters anymore. It's all about the sub. So stop pretending like you didn't know what the rules were. Know the fucking rules. Um, now, a big topic of debate is training up to the day of the tournament. Now, you need to know your body. And it took me a while to figure this out. I know a lot of people, they'll take the day off before a tournament. They'll take two days off, three days off before the tournament. I have the type of cardio where if I don't train it every single day, uh, it goes away real fast. That's just the way my body works. If I take one or two days off of training, when I get back, I just feel sluggish. I feel weak. I gas out quickly. So I train pretty hard up until two days before the tournament. And then the day before the tournament, I just train light. You know, I get a good sweat. Uh, I don't get to the point where I'm huffing and heaving, but I get a good sweat. I get a legit training session. In. And then when, when I go the next day to fight, I am ready to rock and roll. Now, there's another psychological part of of um, competing that a lot of people just don't do. Um, and I will talk about that right now. As I've been recording this episode, I like to keep my episodes, especially the ones where I'm just rambling by myself, to half an hour. So it looks like I'm going to be cutting this episode into two segments. This episode will be just competition prep. The next episode is going to be competing. So the last part of this episode I want to talk about is research, okay? So a lot of people go to these tournaments or a fight or whatever, like, yo, I'm just going to impose my will. I'm going to play my game. All right, bro. Let's say you are a whatever, high school wrestler. You won district, so you consider yourself a wrestler, jiu-jitsu guy with a wrestling background let's say your opponent is a former freestyle world champion you're not gonna impose your will you're you're going to get smashed so you better have a fucking game plan which is why not the night before but the week before or weeks before as soon as i get my bracket and i know who is in my bracket i go deep on these guys I want to know their name. I want to know their age. I want to know their weight. I want to know where they live. I want to know what they're good at. A lot of people love making Instagram highlight reels. That's cool for you. You're going to get a lot of views. 
the chicks are going to like it, but I know all your attacks now. I know what you're good at. I know what you're bad at. And when I go against you, it's going to work heavily against you. So what I do is I go on their social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. A good example is I faced a guy who was 240 pounds. I'm 190 pounds. And I looked at his Instagram and he shows a bunch of his wins. And I noticed this guy had some superhuman level strength. He would put people completely to sleep from positions that you're not supposed to put people to sleep from. You know, like arm triangles, he would put people to sleep from bottom half guard. He would put people to sleep from inside of their closed guard. So before I went against him, I researched him and I made sure to never let him get my head and arm. And if he got my head and arm, I would fight out of it in a way where I know I wouldn't be put to sleep. I knew all the outcomes before him, which brings me to one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite books, Art of War. If you know yourself and you don't know your enemy, you'll out of a thousand battles, you'll win 500. If you know yourself, but don't know your enemy, out of a thousand battles, you'll win 500. If you don't know yourself, and you don't know your enemy, you will lose a thousand out of a thousand. But if you know yourself, and you know your enemy, you will win every battle. And that is so true. You got to know who your opponents are. You got to know your weaknesses and strengths. Don't go in there and think you're good at something that you're not. Okay. Now, a real funny thing is like, when I'm going on my opponents, Facebooks and Instagrams, a lot of them will say, bro, tore my ACL. I remember one of my opponents tore his ACL like a year ago and posted an MRI, said what leg it was. And of course, the next day when I faced him, I went for that leg and heel hooked him and won. So be careful of what you post out there. Do your fucking research. It's always better to have more information than less information. Okay. Let's say you're really good, you're positive in your game plan, but you know exactly what your opponent's going to do. You will win every time if you go into a tournament with that mentality. Guys, hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, if you liked that episode, make sure to go on the Apple iTunes reviews and Spotify. Give me five stars. Please share my podcast on your stories on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media. Don't forget to follow me at, at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. Please follow my gym's page at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. And also make sure to follow the podcast at Rambling with Rack. Uh, the, Sult- the Sultan of Strangles website is still in the works of being made. I'm sorry. I'm a procrastinating idiot, but I will get it done soon. I just hired someone on Upwork to, ca- to, yeah, to take care of that for me. For you to buy your shirts on the website. Um, I'm thinking about making a Patreon. Please let me know if you're interested in that. And I've started a new program for my gym. Um, I noticed a lot of other gyms do this. They will actually create a scholarship program. So somebody will pay the gym X amount of money um, and say, put this money towards free memberships for students. So if you would like to do a sponsorship program like that, 
Um, if you would like to donate money to the gym, I will use that to give a select student who I think is hardworking either a year, a free month, um, or even several years free membership. Okay, guys, thank you so much again for listening. Next episode is going to be on competitions. You guys have a good night. Mwah.